This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Redefining Success, the show where we speak to passionate people from various fields about their careers and lives, what makes them tick and how they define success. I'm Dashan Johan. Joining me on the show today is Richard Wee. He's a lawyer, he's an advocate and solicitor, and he's also a really big fan of sports, which is very interesting, right? How sports and law can come together. So we're going to be talking about all of that. Welcome to the show, Richard. How are you? Hi, hi, Dashan. Um, thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you. So let's start um, just to get to know you a little bit more. You've been a guest on BFM a number of times, but we don't actually talk about you. We're always talking about a particular topic and, and things like that, right? So tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living. Yeah. Uh, uh, firstly, Dash, thank you to you and BFM for kindly inviting me to this uh, show. And uh, I was quite surprised to get it, but uh, I'll do my best to justify uh, the, the show. And um, so, yes, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I've been a advocate in solicitor since 1999, and um, initially my early career, um, I was fairly involved in litigation, um, doing all kinds of stuff actually, uh, civil litigation, criminal litigation, uh, a bit of civil liberties and and constitutional issues. Uh, I was quite involved in some human rights matter, though I will not define myself as a human rights lawyer, uh, but I enjoyed trying my best to help people who uh, were either sidelined or they were facing some challenges. But over the last 10 to 12 years now, um, not by design, but by accident, <laughs> um, uh, I got involved in sports and e-sports. In fact, right. the last four or five years, uh, Dash, I've also started getting involved in technology matters. Right. And uh, this is another area I'm quite passionate about, technology. And uh, the other background work will be the usual company law matters and employment law. But those are quite standard, boring matters. So, yes. So, at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm doing a fair bit of sports, esports, and uh, technology matters. So, let's talk about that a little bit more. Because um, you, uh, you know, the, in, the, in the years that we have gotten you to come on BFM, I think a good 90% of the time we ask you to come is to comment on the legal aspect of a sport. Right, like that's that's always that's like your specialty. Yeah. So I think that's very interesting, right? Because you're not just a lawyer. I mean, you are, but you're a lawyer that specializes in a lot of um, things revolving around sports. Talk to me about how you incorporate your passion for sports into your career. Well, it, it kind of started off uh, about twelve years ago. Hmm. That's where we receive a matter, receive a case involving a sports um, agreement. And upon perusal and giving advice, uh, and in the background, I am a sports fanatic. Right. I, 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 when I go home, all I watch is sports. Mm. For my YouTube is nowadays is all about sports. <laughs> uh, I, I always liked sports. Even when I was a young boy, I, I found sports to be an avenue of uh, integrity. Uh, the, the idea of sportsmanship, uh, playing well, uh, not being dirty. Uh, resounded. I mean, it, it kind of resonates on me. Resonates on me, and I felt very connected to that kind of ideals. And and I, I love to play football, and I, I like to play fairly. And so I I, I train many hours to tackle someone <laughs> in a fair way. Those right. days when I was in school. Um, so when um, 
uh, with my experience in sports and I begin to read a lot about uh, certain rules, how sports organization work. And I, I like to read. That's the other, right. uh, the other thing I like to do. Um, and one day when the brief, uh, the case came to me about 10, 12 years ago, I was quite intrigued with the matter. Uh, and then I started to get involved in sports. Uh, I went overnight, bought a book, uh, bought a few books, um, start reading up the book and then started giving advice. And then I, I got so excited that I organized some sports uh, 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 law uh, conferences to, to talk about sports right. law. And then now in 2023, you are interviewing me about <laughs> that area. So it's quite an unexpected. If you ask me in 1998, when I started my career, will I be talking about sports? I will be probably laughing at you. <laughs> but here I am, you know, uh, mixing my my love for sports with my passion in my work. So right. quite a nice career for this for me at this point. Absolutely. Could you give us a sense of the kind of cases a a sports lawyer would work on? So you you talk about sports and also e-sports, right? Because I think when people think about lawyers, people know criminal lawyer, people understand like the lawyers who who fought passionately against um, Najib Raza in in court. You know, people know these things, lawyers. People know property lawyer, what a property lawyer does. You know, if you want to buy a house, you have to go and get a lawyer. But when it comes to your your cases, uh, when it comes to sports, um, e-sports, what are the kind of cases um, and how does your expertise come in? For, for, for me, my personal, and I believe it's the same with most lawyers. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not significantly different or, or uh, uh, outstanding in the sense. I think we all lawyers have the same character. So it's, our daily work is preparation, uh, a lot of preparation every day, focus, Heavy focus, so uh, between 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. is all focus. Mm. Uh, it's all about responding. Uh, clients will look for you. Uh, I think when people look for you, it means they're in trouble, they need right. help. So we are we are the Google of law. You know, people, we are the human Google. You know, they look for us. So we try to respond. At, attending people, you know, uh, attending people genuinely with uh, bona fide. Uh, mm. Don't talk to people just because she or he is very wealthy. And this person is not wealthy. You don't talk. Don't do that. Uh, so I, I, that's my daily work. I try to inculcate that in my colleagues. So they look, treat everyone the same. Uh, if people call you, try your best to help. If you are unable to speak, tell the person we get back to you. Email or so reply. Uh, text messages reply. Right. So that's the first thing. So with that background, that, that with that what we do every day, uh, when it comes to sports, that's what we receive. We we get calls from. Uh, contacts, inquiries from uh, sports and esports clients of all kinds of matters. You'd be surprised, uh, Dash, the kinds of matters uh, that they come to us. Of course, we can't disclose. It's a PNC, but right. uh, um, long story short, it's about uh, organizational work, uh, association, the tournaments, the athletes, the marketing contracts, media, uh, sometimes uh, element of defamation. Sometimes uh, we need to work with a PR company to protect a certain brand. Uh, so some intellectual property involved. Uh, and I love it, for example, when we discuss about uh, value of certain intellectual property which can assist the club or the association. Uh, therefore, I'm helping the club to generate income right. uh, or the association to generate income. And that income can be reinvested in players, hmm. athletes, uh, so I'm very happy when I see the money going towards an athlete's house, home, or they get a new uh, sports apparatus, uh, get new shoes with that money. I, I feel happy that, oh, okay, you know, 
I'm able to do something about that, yet earn some legal fee on my side. Right. I mean, we still need to earn some money, right? Absolutely. So, uh, this is what we get. I mean, the, uh, our daily sports and e-sports is that kind of stuff. Of course, there's always dispute. There's also issues of doping, uh, issues of uh, uh, match fixing. Sometimes they come to us. We try our best to, to assist them wherever we can. Let's talk about why you decided to get into law in the first place. Why did you decide to emb- embark on this career path? That question, yeah. <laughs> well, we lawyers, we get that all the time. I think I suppose <laughs> doctors, engineers, and even someone like you who's doing right. as a professional uh, radio presenter, I'm sure you get a question all yeah. the time. But for me, Dash, um, it was a combination of uh, uh, many factors when we were young. Mm. Number one is, of course, my my family. Uh, my, my parents... Uh, were quite steadfast in uh, in equity and equality. Right. Uh, my mom especially was very keen to raise us uh, to to respect people. My dad was a is a retired police officer, so we were quite exposed to issues of justice and meritocracy as young. Then when we were going to school, my school was um, I was in a, uh, a Catholic school uh, in Saint Michael's Institution, Ipoh, and also later on I was in. SM, Sultan Abdul Samad, PJ for Form 6. So these two schools, the friends that are surrounded with, uh, you know, all this in, uh, interaction eventually led me towards uh, the idea of law. And I, I must say that even as young as I was in Form 3, Form 4, which is I was 15 and 16 years old right. at the time, I was very intrigued with law. And my whole idea was trying to do things correctly. Mm. And I, I particularly didn't like when uh, bullies get away with things. Right. Uh, even as young, I I I I, I remembered in school uh, uh, there was a time when uh, this uh, group of uh, bullies were bullying a young boy. I don't know who they are. I just stepped in and I said, "Look, you know." I told the guy the other side. I, I remember I was I was fifteen, sixteen years old, and these guys were clearly bigger than me. Right. And I I told them I said, "You know, uh, sp- speaking in local uh, Malay language and uh, sp- a bit of Cantonese." You know, don't bully this person. If you if you want to bully him, you bully me because right. I'm fatter. I remember <laughs> I said I'm fatter. You want to bully bully me? So of course, I, you know, hoo-ha. But anyway, the point is, I I remember that that I always felt I wanted to help people to equalize the inequality lah. That's how right. I felt. So it was really natural after my my form six, um, I enrolled into the University of London Law. Of course, I, I could only do it because my parents had savings. Uh, so I'm thankful for their, their sacrifices in making sure my sister and I had education. So, uh, But I, I did my law degree three years in Malaysia, external London, did my CLP exams. And then in 1998, I started uh, my pupillage and a call to the bar in 1999. So just to understand that further, would, would you say that you've always then, you know, always wanted to be a lawyer and it's because of this this drive for for justice um this this pursuit of justice even in like on on you know in high school on the football field whatever it might be um and and so you've always wanted to become a lawyer well, you not really wanted to become a lawyer in that sense mm. uh, dash for me uh, uh, when you sent me the questions a few days ago i started reading and pondering my past mm. um for me was uh, what what related to me when i was a younger uh, the younger Richard Wee, right. uh, of course, I could run fat, better. It wasn't as fat as I am now. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at the time, um, it wasn't about law. Well, it was more about 
unfairness. Mm. It wasn't justice. I wouldn't say I was so exquisite and so refined to know the concept of justice at the age of 10 or 15 years old. But I really, at the time, for some reason, uh, didn't like the idea of someone uh, unfairly being unfairly treated. Right. Uh, I don't know why. I, it was it maybe at home also. Well, I mean, as as a typical oldest child syndrome, I I didn't really get along well with my father all the time. Mm. And then he, being a police officer, can be a very strict person. Uh, and and then I think that was also a sense of like, you know, I didn't like the way my dad treated us. Mm. Uh, though I understood that he was just being like that because he's he's got a tough work in all, in, in 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 the Balai Police. He come back uh, like that. So I think with all that was a recipe to create me to be where I am lah. Right. But yeah, no justice, more like don't be fair. Please right. stop being unfair. That was my my idea lah. Let's go for a very quick break. On the show with me today is Richard Wee. He's a lawyer. We will continue our conversation after this break. Keep it here on Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Redefining Success. I'm Dashan Johan, and on the show with me today is Richard Wee. He's a lawyer. So, Richard, I, I, you know, you brought up something very fascinating before the break about how your dad was a police officer. Um, talk to me a little bit more about how um your family um shaped your views and also if they influenced or motivated you to sort of become a lawyer. Ah, oh, good question. Uh, firstly, um, I have a very good sister. Mm. I have a younger sister. Um, she's in Singapore now. Brilliant lady. Um, she's a mother now, mm. um, and I, I I I I really respect my younger sister. Even though she's younger than me, but I think she's far more mature than I am. Right. She's more calm. <laughs> don't get so upset as fast as I am. Uh, so that she she helps to to you know when we were growing up and when things were not that. Comfortable at home. Sometimes she will remind me, say, you know, Coco, it's okay lah. You know, sometimes uh, dad is like that, or blah blah blah. Then with my mom, my mom has always been the usual person to calm things down and mm. focus on our education, sending us for tuition, sending us for my badminton classes, listening to my me complaining how I lost my badminton or my tennis game, and telling me no, you know, how to get things right, blah blah blah. And of course, my dad, uh, putting aside his sometimes occasional uh, uh, temper, mm. uh, being a policeman, but he's always taught us about being fair. Um, and his stories to us is always being doing the right thing. I always remember these stories over our 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 breakfast, dinner, and lunch was always a lecture from him. You know, it's a one-way <laughs> discussion from is that old school police, right? So uh, I, I, we'll listen, lah. We'll listen, and of course, I I wasn't just listening; I was also learning. Mm-hmm. And I think when you listen like that over and over every day, by the time you are sixteen, seventeen years old, and I remembered when I was sixteen, seventeen, so I was quite shaped in that particular way. Right. So all of us, dash you, me, we are products of our upbringing, absolutely, and. Um, Some of us can complain about how we were raised. Uh, you know, you can blame your our surrounding, but we got to make the best out of it, lah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would say that my my family, particularly my sister, my 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 mum, were very pivotal in keeping me uh, calm. And then 
my dad being the person who always uh, ensured that we we strive towards doing what is right. Mm. Yeah. So now I want to ask you the big picture question. How do you define success? Mm. When you send me that question, <laughs> uh, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I was driving the other day and um, I was thinking about it while I was driving. And uh, I, I asked myself not about defining success. What would make me feel that uh, that I have what I did or what I am saying or what I'm doing make sense? Or, so to me, I, I wouldn't, I'm not trying to redefine the question, but um, I don't think I'm anywhere near successful. I'm not trying to be humble. I just know that, you know, I'm just an ordinary Malaysian trying every day to stay uh, alive, do my work, uh, be a good family man uh, and do what I can. So to me, more is that what is closer to home is my family, first things first. That when I go home, uh, my wife and my daughter, hmm. that they look at me and say, okay, you know, this is my husband, this is my dad and I love him. And he's doing what he can for us. That's number one. So that to me is very important. I, I I make sure I have dinner with my wife every night. And my daughter is now studying overseas. But when she was around, I make sure that I have dinner with her. Um, and I, I try my best. I'm not the best dad in the world. But I do try my best to to do whatever I can for her. Right. That's the first. The other one is um, the things we do, Dash. So that I, I'm very happy particularly is that when, especially in the bar council, where I sometimes take positions as a committee chairperson, doing projects, carrying out things. So when what I am doing at the back, and then I see the members of the bar enjoying what we are doing, uh, they, and they don't know that they are enjoying it because of what I do, I feel astoundingly uh, happy that uh, I, I made the bar better. Mm. I made my bar <laughs> a better place. Um, you know, uh, so if people were complaining about our uh, delivery, now the delivery is good. Uh, I feel okay. At least our work uh, was uh, make sense, uh, and what all my hard work was uh, worth the while. Right. So same thing with my clients. Uh, with regards to the clients, if they they they, they, they have no problems with the work, they are very happy. They they pay my fees. <laughs> so <laughs> all that combined means okay lah. That means we, we've done what we're supposed to do. And I would accept, I wouldn't use the word define, I would accept that as a uh, reflection of our uh, delivery, what we did, we want to carry out as a dad, as a, a lawyer, or as a, as a, a member of the bar, uh, then I feel okay. Lah. And of course, the other sense is as a rakyat Malaysia, you know, I, I always try my best to uh, love the stray cats and, you know, <laughs> Don't beat the red light <laughs> and uh, uh, meet meet people and try to be friendly with people in the right. street instead of getting angry in the street. Uh, you know, uh, saying hello to the grab rider who's working very hard in the rain. You know, uh, doing what I can to give empathy and respect to people because people work hard out there, and you know, just some empathy would be nice. So as a rakyat, I, I I try to do that. Right. I don't know whether that's successful, but to me, at least I'm happy that I'm doing something for the people around me. My, my life, my reason for living have uh, meaning. Uh, my, my reason for living has meaning. 
That's I, how I look at it. I think you really put it in a really wonderful way. You seem to have a, such a well-balanced and, and wholesome view of success. And your ideas of success don't necessarily seem to revolve around your own, you know, personal achievements per se. Has this always been your idea of success or has it changed over time? Well, I am driven in the sense that I want to be a better lawyer. Mm. Um, if I play badminton, I want to be the best possible badminton player I can. So when I do things, I always tell my colleagues, my daughter, my family, my friends, if you do something, do it as well as you can. Always don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't waste your time. Of course, none of us can be number one all the time. But that's not, not the point. The point is don't lie to ourselves when you carry out something. Do it all the way as best as you can. Don't hold back. So, um, so for me, I'm driven in that sense. And uh, I, I would like to win contests. I want to, if I'm a lawyer, I want to win my cases. If I do my contracts, I want to draft it as well as I can. Uh, uh, so I do uh, take pride in my personal success in that sense. But it's just personal. It's just me and myself. And, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't see a reason why we should always talk about it with other people. Uh, I think our action speaks louder. That, to me, really, that is what I really feel. You you can win everything, but if you are, you are a difficult person, you are a toxic person, then really it's useless. Be relevant and uh, make sure that people around you look at you and say, okay, you know, uh, I want to be like him. And then you know that, okay, la, you, you, you are... You did something right, lah. Absolutely. So, what are some of the biggest challenges you faced um, throughout your career as a lawyer? <laughs> okay. This one, the first one, I have to say this, um, is collecting legal fees. <laughs> <laughs> I think Malaysians by nature, I, this may sound controversial, but I, 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 I'm sorry if my, my clients feel offended. This is not meant for the clients who are who respect my invoices, but most Malaysians, yeah, most in, most Malaysians don't respect our invoices. They are by nature uh, unnecessarily stingy, sometimes cheapskates, mm -hmm. and they just they just don't respect lawyers' invoices. So that's one worry because the, the many people don't realize they 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 may stingy with me, but my lawyers are suffering because we pay salary, right? And people need to earn a living. Uh, and uh, and I, I do not believe lawyers' fees are exorbitant because our work requires hours and hours of uh, diligence and uh, investment. And I know all lawyers will agree with me on this. But um, I also know that clients will complain, that, ah, no, some lawyers are terrible lawyers and all that. So if you feel a lawyer is terrible, change lawyers. Don't stick to that lawyer. There are many of us in town. Now, so that's the first challenge as a as a partner of a firm, as a someone paying salary. Number but, one. But when you number say two, they don't, so, hmm. sorry, Richard. When you when you say they sure. don't respect the invoice, what do you mean? Is it are you talking about late payments? Are you talking about you have to keep chasing them like a along, like hey, pay la, pay. What, what is this? Like this is the well, deadline. Or how you, how does you, it work? You just said the two things, which is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we get clients who who uh, who don't pay us fees. In fact, you should do a series on this. You know, you'd be surprised how much people owe money to lawyers. Mm -hmm. um, and as most lawyers they get it's so funny our job is to chase for for, for uh, people we, we sue people for money when people don't pay us <laughs> um, so yeah so uh, yes we do have to situation where we call, constantly call our clients for fees and all that now don't get me wrong Adesh I also understand especially the last three years many people are going through a tough time we also have empathy we are not simply just uh, 
uh, attacking clients for for no reason. I said many people may disagree with this podcast later, eh? and I I I, I have uh, I'm going to actually be quite stubborn about this. I'm not going to apologize for doing what I'm trying to do to to pay my lawyer's salary and take care of everyone's uh, 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 what do you call it rice bowl. But we also totally understand clients are tough. They have tough times. And for the record, dash many of us lawyers during COVID days in 2020-21 provided pro bono services to mm-hmm. save our client, to help them. Uh, I know for a fact, many lawyers in Clang Valley did that. So, uh, 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 but that's my first challenge, yeah. you know, without going to too detail. I don't want this conversation to end up about legal fees, but that's <laughs> the first challenge. Right. That's a true challenge. Then the other challenges, of course, would be... Um, People dealing with people. Hmm. Uh, people sometimes uh, they uh, people sometimes they do something which is uh, immoral, inaccurate, illegal, and then when when I tell them or I point out to them, uh, people get defensive. <laughs> they get very angry, um, and then they or, or sometimes we are there are two lawyers going up for uh, certain. Uh, election process, you know, even in the bar, there's election process. So we are running for election, and then my my uh, candidate rival will will be more interested in in uh, um, uh, what you call this uh, putting things down, putting me down instead of trying to do things correctly. So I do get disappointed, and sometimes these are what I told friends. Uh, but it's all in the past. So in the last five, ten years, I I realized that look, people are going to be like that. Uh, when people want something, they'll do anything they want, which includes putting you down. So I think what's important is we have to accept that we have to let it go. Hmm. We just have to accept every day to just let it go. You hold on to it. It's just you. You're the only one who's going to be angry every day and upset every day. And <laughs> the other fellow who cause you upsetness, she or he is just going to continue their lives. Uh, but that's another challenge, dealing with people. Uh, 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 of course, when people are happy and nice, then there's no challenge. <laughs> huh? Very nice, you know. But don't you think so, Dash? You know, in yeah, life, absolutely. every day, yeah, there's some, yeah. it's always people, dealing with people. Yeah. So to me, these are the two biggest challenges in terms of my my life as a, or my career. Uh, oh, right. The rest are all just normal problems, uh, you know. Uh, reading books, filing affidavit in time. Now, that's all normal. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, Richard, what is the some of the proudest or most memorable moments of your career thus far? Oh, okay. Um, well, for me, um, I always remember uh, my, my old cases mm. uh, where, in fact, I, I, to me, my best moments were that person who shook my hands and say, uh, thank you, Bang. Thank you, Abang, for, for saving me, you know, when we take up a legal aid case and we successfully got this person off uh, the charge. Because it's quite obvious that the police had wrongly charged a person. Um, or we take up a case where someone got cheated and then we successfully track it down and, and you know, we, we win the case and, that auntie come to you and give you a hug and say thank you very much, Richard, uh, uh, for for helping me. Uh, I I even remembered many many years ago when a person was uh, was not doing very well and he was clearly going to pass away. His family urged me to get a will done, 
So I rushed over to see this man and get the will done and, and he got it done. And unfortunately, two days later, he left and, and passed away. Mm. And, and we managed to solve the, the, the whole family estate after that. And to me, that's that's important. Mm. Uh, doing that. Of course, we have many big landmark cases. Right. You know, winning in federal court or a multi-million dollar corporate deal. Those are all nice. Uh, but these are the cases to me with people's lives. Uh, and, and and that cannot be... You can't buy that. Lah. The feeling of uh, when you drive home, you realize that this is why you are a lawyer <laughs> to, to get that justice for that person on that day. Absolutely. So it's it's that that to me is nice. I'm I'm proud of that. I'm proud of doing that. Yeah. And also one more thing is that I'm very proud of my daughter. Uh, she's now doing her law degree. She's she's passed. She's always felt insecure. She always she felt also she doing law degree. Yeah, uh, Richard. Yeah, unfortunately for <laughs> her, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it your doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably my doing. My wife is also a lawyer. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so um, I, I'm very proud of yeah. her. I don't know whether she realized that, but mm-hmm. I, I love her with, with all my heart. And also, I'm also very proud of my wife because she's so smart, uh, so chillax, so chill, every day very happy. And uh, uh, I wish I was happy like her. I'm, I'm always a serious guy. My wife complained that I'm too serious. But anyway, yes, if you're talking about pride, it's my family, my mom, sister, uh, of course, to some extent, my dad, uh, and then my particularly my wife and my daughter, you know, uh, these are people I'm proud of, proud of having them with me and proud that I'm with them. I think that's really wonderful. It's really, really nice to hear. Now, I want to ask Richard, what does it take to sustain a career such as yours, a, a career as a lawyer in Malaysia? It's now 24 years now. If mm. you add in the year that I was doing my pupillage in 1998, then it's 25 years. Um, it's a, a lot of energy involved. I, I must say there are many days when I'm burnt out. Mm. Uh, I do go through my, my what we now call it mental health. I didn't know right. that. But uh, I do go days go through days of depression when we're very tired. Mm. Uh, we're not sure what we're doing is right. So we have to really dig in and Think very carefully whether what we do is right or wrong. Uh, and if you have doubters around you, there's always haters, people who who will always say things to you to bring you down. So we just have to navigate that through. Um, so for me, it's about sustaining a career. It's about uh, keeping your energy going forward. Uh, uh, fill your life with some love. Uh, and I, I'm talking about, I'm not trying to be mushy-mushy here, but I'm talking about having a good family. Right. Uh, always talking to your siblings and me. I, I talked to my sister last time mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, now I'm married, so I really have you know. Go have dinner with your wife every day if you're married. Uh, don't get married and then leave her alone at home. Right. So um, and then uh, uh, surrounded by good colleagues, mm-hmm. my colleagues uh, they drive me. Uh, my partners, my ex partners, my former partners uh, who have brought me to this point. Uh, my friends in a bar. Sometimes when you work with some really senior lawyers, they're so good in their work, it pushes you, Dash, to, to become better. You're like, okay, I'm good. Then you meet this person, you're like, oh my God, I'm nowhere near him or her. <laughs> She's going to work harder right. to be at her level or his level. Mm-hmm. So these are things which drives me like, every day. Uh, you know, I want to ask, right? Um, as a lawyer, um, sometimes looking from the outside, right? People tend to look at the glamour side of being lawyer. So you watch true crime documentaries, you watch uh, all these uh, law and order type of shows, 
and it is, you know, the court cases um, to see lawyers debate and all. I'm guessing that is the glamorous part of the job. It's the job that you are, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of stress there involved as well. But, you know, I, I'm sure that is like the, the exciting part, right? Yeah. But the other side, you know, you know, when you hear from, if you have lawyer friends, you know that in the what, what's actually happening on a day-to-day is you're drowning yourself in files, in files and <laughs> files and files and papers that stack up so high. Tell me a little bit about the unglamorous side of being a lawyer. Yeah. Good question. Thank you. I must thank you for at least allowing us to say it. For, for me now, Dash, the good thing is that we are so environmental, we scan everything now. So thank God. Yeah. I used to have piles of documents. Now, no. Now everything is all drive or right. some cloud documents away. Right. Of course, we need to protect it yeah. because it's client's integrity mm-hmm. involved. Um, so the, the daily work actually is about um, reading, uh, discussion. So in fact, just before this interview is done, I just finished a long discussion with my colleagues planning the next week. So um, for us, the so-called... And okay, the reason why it looks glamorous, Dash, is because our work deals with people's lives. Yeah. So that's why uh, television uh, or online TV, they love making shows about medical life, um, law, right. uh, very little about accountant and engineer because <laughs> there's... Those are, no, to be fair to their right. career, no, they, no, those are mechanical, yeah, yeah. it's mechanical and very abstract in nature. Yes. And even like firemen, police, uh, these are work which deals with people's lives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and lawyers are very eloquent, we talk a lot, we speak well, and we always talk about trying to get the truth, blah, blah, blah. So it looks very sexy and all that. A very, It's a fantastic profession to uh, make money for, on, in, in, in Hollywood, you know what I mean? But the background is like any other work, uh, it takes a lot of time. Like, you know, we see a famous footballer uh, or a famous badminton player, she was smashed a shuttle. But people don't realize that she took about six years of training to get that smash. Uh, a lot of work is behind that. And same thing with lawyers for us to uh, present a contract, present a case in court. Uh, even the judge, the judge who's listening to the case, he or she has to listen to many cases. So even the judge have to go through lots of documents to come to the one right decision. And we lawyers have to present a case to assist the judge. And for corporate matters, we need to plan, draft, think, uh, search, research, uh, triple research sometimes, <laughs> uh, go to library. We still go to library, by the way, uh, to get things, uh, to get the one right answer to make sure our client is protected. Right. You know. So, yeah. So, no choice. Lah. If you don't do it, who else will do it? I always tell my lawyers, we are the sentinel of, of justice. Or we, pro- we are the protectors of justice. If we don't do it, then who else will do it? Absolutely. So before we wrap this conversation, Richard, um, what advice would you give someone listening to this right now and says, I want to be Richard one day? You know what, Dash? I'm 50 <laughs> years old this year. Uh, so... Um, it's 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 in a way quite nice you ask me this question when I'm 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm quite aware that in my seniority in a bar, the younger lawyers do look up to seniors like us. So I'm very conscious of that. And um, I, I'm very careful when I talk to juniors uh, because I don't want to say something which may hurt their aspiration and uh, maybe even uh, mentally... Uh, break them without realizing, you know. Right. So I'm very careful of that. Number two, one. So number two, I think if 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 anybody want not 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 to be not to say I want to be Richard one day, it's more like 
what do you want to do when you're 50 years old? Mm. Uh, and to me, it's always when I look back at that question you sent to me, it's all about um, integrity, uh, putting in the extra effort. You know, Dash, for a long time, I knew I'm not an eloquent lawyer. And when I'm in court, there are other lawyers more eloquent than me. I know I'm not a best drafter. I've seen some lawyers who draft uh, flawlessly, you know. Um, so I, I work extra hours. I always tell my colleagues that if you cannot out-talk a lawyer, you out-prepare the lawyer. Um, if uh, if I have to run an extra mile, I run an extra mile. So I, I, I work long hours every day because I just know that, that uh, there's someone better than me. And I need to work harder so that my clients, uh, they get the best service from us. But of course, there's certain things we are strong at. Uh, those things we are strong at, I, I make sure that I maintain the quality, uh, that, that no one else can come near us, that we will remain number one or number two for a long, long time. Uh, so it's it's a drive. You need to wake up thinking that, look, I, I, I want to always be ahead. Um, but at the same time, you must retain uh, uh, principles in life. Because I've seen Dash many times, people in their chase for um, excellence or chase for what they perceive to be excellence have crushed them. They have a broken family. Uh, they have a terrible character. They're always angry mm. uh, sometimes because they want, they're so driven and so perfectionist. So we must always take into account that there are people around us who may get hurt by what we say because we want to, we want to win, but we end up hurting somebody. Right. So, and the people you hurt most of the time are the people who, who matters the most. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that is important. We take that for granted. So I would say to anybody, not, don't just think about what I want to be, but what do you want to achieve when you're 50 years old? So keep an open mind, continue to evolve, uh, maintain your, I said earlier, integrity, um, retain your principles, um, love your family. Um, be someone who people will like and love. Richard, and then the begin. Richard, thank, thank you so much for joining me today. <laughs> You're welcome. That thank was so Richard Wee. He's a sports lawyer. If you missed any part of our conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Darshan Johan, and this has been Beyond the Bell. <coughs> I'm Darshan Johan and this has been Redefining Success, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.